This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'hdihi wa nasta'ufiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihi allahu falamudilla lahu wa man yudlil falahadiya lah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد My dear brothers and sisters, all praise to you to Allah and his praise and blessings be upon our Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم his family, his companions and his followers until the day of judgment. I bear witness that Allah is the only one worthy of worship and Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم his last and final messenger. واحد من أعظم علماء الإسلام one of the greatest scholars in Islam he's imam in Nahu in Arabic grammars and he's an imam in the qiraat in the qiraat al-Quran he is the last seventh you know the famous seven qiraat he's the seventh one his name is known as al-Kasai rahimahullah ta'ala Abu al-Hasan and al-imam al-Kasai rahimahullah has an interesting story to be shared. He was, it was said that he was old, and he's about in his 40s, in early 40s. And he was at that time a shepherd. And one day, a woman was with her son. And she was telling her son that you have to go to the madrasa, to the school, to learn. Otherwise, you're going to end up like this. And she pointed to Al-Kasai, rahimahullah. If you don't go and study. And Al-Kasai, when he said, I became an example for ignorance. And also there is another story around that era, where he was told by people who he sits with, Okay, if you've been uh, uh, tired, you don't say Aid. This is, this is only if you're mentally tired. It's not linguistically correct. So anyway, so they told him, you don't sit with us anymore because you don't know how to, yani, to speak properly. It was said that these two stories have inspired the Imam Kasai rahimahullah to start learning. And he traveled around the Arab world at that time to collect and to learn the Arabic language. Until Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah, he's actually, before what al-Shafi'i said, he, if you think about Arabic language, there is two schools. Uh, in any ABC, knowing about the history of Arabic grammars and Arabic literature, there is something called Madrasat Ahl al-Kufa and Madrasat Ahl al-Basra. He is the founder of Madrasat Ahl al-Kufa. Bila niza'a. That's why al-Shafi'i rahimahullah said, An-Nas fin-Nahu'iyalun ala al-Kasai. There is no one can bring anything better than what Al-Kasai brought. I am talking about somebody start his, started his journey into this in a very late in his life. Rahimahullah ta'ala. Can يقول, كُنْتُ أَجْمَعْ كُلَّهُمْ خَمْسْ مَسَائِلٍ Every day I collect five points, five issues I learn. And I started in, increasing my knowledge one day after another. Until became he is an ocean of knowledge. Today I would like to talk about what is your excuse? 
not to be as someone who's learned, not someone who's committed to learn his deen. Why it's only when we talk about madrasa and learning, we talk about kids and think of kids. What about us? What about parents? What about elders among our community who do not, who want to stay, you know, not learn? I'm not saying that everyone listening to my khutbah today will become a scholar, a mufti, and another kasai. If it happened, I'm happy, great. But at least everybody should seek knowledge and learn and be inspired to acquire knowledge. Today, the access to knowledge is so easy. Knowledge is so widespread. But unfortunately, knowledgeable people are very few. People who are serious about learning, not many. What's your excuse? I don't know if this is something interests me anymore. It doesn't interest you to be among Ahlul Ilm, to be among those who are not ignorant, that Allah save you from ignorance. And make you a learned person. Allah says they would never be equal. Those who knows and those who don't. Qais ibn Kathir said, a man came to Al-Madina, and that city was Damascus at that time. Abu Darda used to live there. A man came all the way from Medina to Nabi Sallallahu from the Medina, all the way to Damascus. And he said, I only came here to ask you about Darda hadith. I heard that you narrate one hadith from the Prophet Sallallahu You have nothing else to do in Damascus. He said, no. You only came all the way to our city just for knowledge, just to seek knowledge. He said, yes. Before I tell you whatever you came here for, let me tell you what the Prophet said. من سلك طريقا يبتغي فيه علما سهل سلك الله له به طريقا إلى الجنة. And in the narration, من التمس طريقا. Anybody who was seeking a path of learning, a way to learn, he's seeking knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa taala will make an easy path for this person's to Jannah. عجيب علما any knowledge. That is beneficial knowledge. Any knowledge in Sharia, it's a verse in the Quran. It is, you know, you come to the masjid for the Shaykh to teach you how to read Quran properly, to teach you how to pray, teach you how the Prophet prayed, to teach you the sunnah of how to fast, to teach you this, that. Whatever knowledge that is available for you to access and you learn, you listen to a lecture that will benefit you, you read a book that will benefit you. You put in your phone, you know, a recorded series of lectures in YouTube, the beneficial, anything, any way, any steps that you take to learn. It will provide you an easy access to Jannah. Because it will increase your knowledge, increase your connection, your conviction, your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His deen. And the hadith is long. The, the, the term, in the Tirmidhiyan, you can look it up because there is a continuation of the hadith. But also... كلمة التمس يعني was seeking any type of knowledge even if it's very small amount the hadith is so general that will get you an access and get you also you know an easy way to go to Jannah don't you be among those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِنَّمَا يَخْشَى اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ that the true one who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who truly fear Allah are the people of 
knowledge. My brother and sisters, Al-Bukhari rahimahullah fi sahih al-Bukhari in his book in a chapter of Al-Ilm, qala babu al-ghtibat fi al-ilm wal-hikmah. You should envy in a right way those who have knowledge and wisdom. Then he mentioned the, had, the, the statement of Umar radiallahu an, which is, تَفَقَّهُوا قَبْلَ أَن تُسَوَّدُوا Be learned persons in your deen before you became in a position of leadership. In our community, I always seen people became in the leadership of masajid, schools, charities, you know, uh, activists, but they never learned. They never really were learned people under the deen. So he said, make sure that you learn because before the time comes and you became in charge. Ya at least you're in charge of your family. At least. So you should be learned. You should learn your deen. What's interesting, what Al-Bukhari rahimahullah says after that. Qal, وَبَعْدَ أَن تُسَوَّدُوا Al-Bukhari rahimahullah said, you should continue learning even after you became in charge or you became in a leadership position. You don't stop. That's why Imam Ahmad rahimahullah said, مَعَ الْمِحْبَرَ هِلَ الْمِقْبَرَةِ I'll continue learning until I die. Al-Imam ibn al-Mubarak rahimahullah, he collected more hadith than anyone in his time. In his lifetime, no one have collected hadith like Ibn al-Mubarak. And he's still seeking knowledge. I'm, ibn al-Mubarak lived in a time where great scholars of hadith, so you have to appreciate that statement that mentioned by the scholar of his time. So he was asked, يَا ابْنَ الْمُبَارَكِ إِلَى مَتَى تَكْتُبُ الْعِلْمِ Until one you continue كذا looking for the hadith and documenting the hadith. قَالَ لَعَلَّ الَّذِي أَكْتُبُهُ يَنْفَعُنِي وَيُدْخُلُنِي الْجَنَّةِ لَمْ أَكْتُبُهُ بَعْدْ Who knows which one that I'm going to write, which statement I'm going to hear, that will be the reason for me to go to Jannah. I'll continue seek knowledge basically until the end. Another excuse that a lot of people say, said I'm too old for this, Shaykh Khalil. You know, you can talk to your Maghrib students, you know, young people, but us, we are old for this. We're not that young to seek knowledge. And I can't concentrate, I can't even focus anymore. It only takes me, you know, um, two minutes to get distracted. I have a good news for you older in, in this community. If you think young people have the ability to concentrate, you're completely wrong. You know, they're much worse case. But in any case, you know what? This is a, a lot of people have this excuse. Said I'm too old for this. You know, I'm like too slow for this. You know, one of the greatest scholars among the Shafi'iyah, Rabi' ibn Sulaiman. Rabi' ibn Sulaiman, kana al-fihm. Yani subki when he wrote his biography, he said, this man was slow. He's not like the smartest person. But he used to repeat that what he reads. He read, Rabi'u Sulaiman is one of the most important names in Shafi'i fiqh. Hands down. How come you say this about him? Did he admit it? He used to read Al-Um for Shafi'i 500 times. He repeated it. Until he said, I master it. This being not very, any, the smartest, the sharpest, doesn't need to be that way. You know, Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah, when you think of Abu Hanifa, men whom, يعني, tell me that, the two students, immediately everybody knows Abu Yusuf and Muhammad Hassan Shaiban. Abu Hanifa once said to Abu Yusuf, Abu Yusuf, this is the chief judge, supreme court of the whole entire Muslim world. 
He's not an, 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 شخص عادي. He's not just an individual. Abu Hanifa قال, إنك بطيء الفهم. You're slow. You're not like very fast. لكن أخرجتك المواظبة. But your consistency, what made you smart? What made you able to succeed? Another people say, I don't want to be a sheikh. He thinking or she thinking that seeking knowledge is only about being sheikh. No, that's the wrong intention. You seek knowledge because you want to remove ignorance from you. So you come closer to Allah. So you love Allah more. So you understand Allah more. So you come closer loved by Allah more. You seek knowledge so you worship Allah in the best way. It's not about being sheikh or mufti or, a, or anything of that nature. Some people said, I don't know where to start from. Okay, I got excited about learning, but I don't know where to start from. Who do I listen to? What I can tell you, simple. Look for what beneficial knowledge. Look for people with the correct aqidah, with the correct belief. Al-ilm is not for arguing, not for boosting, not for the dunya. Man ta'allama ilman liyubahi bihi nas liyubahi bihi al-ulama, aw yujari wa yumari bihi al-sufaha, aw yasrifa wujuha al-nasi ilayhi, fahuwa fi al-nar, aw kama qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi sabni majah. Said anyone will learn the knowledge just for arguing, for showing off, for being famous, for having more popular in your social media. Or to basically to argue with the scholars, that person should expect no place in the of judgment except hellfire. People said, I have no time. I'm married, have family, I'm old, have work. You know, what do you think of Sahaba when they became Muslim? What's their age? You think they were like young, 5th, 17, 18? No, Abu Bakr was in his 40s. Umar was in his 40s or late 30s when he became Muslim. That's when he started his journey of seeking knowledge and learning the deen. Yaqul al-Siyuti rahimahullah, qala al-jama'ah, and the deep rai said, the scholar says, yustahab, it is recommended for the person to start learning the hadith ba'da thalathin, after the 30s. In your 30s, you start learning the al-hadith. من أعجب ما رأيت ابن الجوزي رحمه الله ابن الجوزي رحمه الله he started looking for learning the علم القراءات how old was ابن الجوزي was 70 years old at that time do you know who he used to go to the حلقة with to study with his son يوسف who was what a teenager at that time the father and the son they go together to learn you know Asbagh, one of the greatest scholars in the Maliki fiqh, rahimahullah ta'ala. He became interested in learning knowledge in, eight, in, in late in his age. That's why he missed Malik, rahimahullah, and Layth, and great scholars, because he became interested in knowledge later on as he became older. And many scholars like that. Ibn Asakir, one of the great scholars in hadith, he started learning in his 40s. You know, Salih ibn Kaysan, the great scholars in the Tabi'een, who was the mentor of Umar ibn Abdul Aziz and his children. You know, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. They said, Qala al-Hakim, he started learning knowledge and narrating hadith in the age of 70s. In the age of 70s. Ibn Aqil said, I'm in my 80s, and I still feel the same excitement about knowledge that I had 
when I was young in my 20s and my 30s or 40s. Rahimahullah ta'ala. Ibn, Ibn Hazm, one of the great scholars of Andalus, he started in his late 20s, 26 or 27, when he started learning the deen. And he had a, a, an interesting story himself, rahimahullah ta'ala. He entered the masjid. So he said, somebody said, how you said you don't pray to the ruka? Okay, next time he came, it was Asr after Asr. So he prayed to the Ruturaka. Somebody said, you shouldn't pray to Raqqa. And Nabi Sallallahu said, when you pray Asr, don't, don't pray until Maghrib comes. He said, Allah, what I do? I prayed that you guys criticized me. I didn't pray, you guys criticized me. What's the deal with that? Then he said, I went to my sheikh, a sheikh that I know, and I said, can you teach me? Then he told me what's the answer. Then he said, well, how can I learn? He gave me a copy from Muatta, or he told me about the copy from Muatta Malik, and that's where he starts his journey, rahimahullah ta'ala. So he will not be told by people, do this, don't do that. At least he understand what's the deal. You know, and so many, this is the Shafi'i scholar of Ansari, walking in the street, and he saw this nice robe. He put it on. So the guy said, take it off. He took it off quickly. And he said, he was told, you know, you're not allowed to put this on. He said, why? He said, this is for Sheikh al-Islam, which is a title at that time in Egypt. He, was in, he lived in Egypt, rahimahullah. Then he said, in that time I decide that I will be Sheikh al-Islam, so I can wear something like this. And he said, I learned. You all heard about Shinqiti, rahimahullah, the famous mufassir, the modern scholar and mufassir. He also started late in his life. He didn't start even Shanaqta, known of seeking knowledge early in the age, yani in early age. But he was not. He's actually, he's, what inspired him to learn, it's interesting, he married a woman, and he said, when he married her, she knows more than me. She knows so much ilm, and I felt shamed. Fakhtafa, he said, <laughs> he left his hometown, and he disappeared. People looked for her for years, until he came back, until he came back with the imama of Ahlul Ilm. So, I don't think you have an excuse. So being old, or being you know, too busy, or you have a family, Let's just give your excuse black eye and make that an inspiration day for you, a day that you remember that, you know what, I'm not anymore going to be taking this unless I'll take this more serious as we go. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us al-fiqh fi'd-deen and give us the love for ilm, for the authentic ilm, for beneficial ilm. Aqulu ma tasma'un wa astaghfirullah li wa Alhamdulillahi wahdahu wa salatu wa salamu ala man la nabiya ba'dahu wa ba'd. So these are common five excuses I found that people always mention. And these are following by five tips that I recommend for you if you want to start. You know what? I want to change this. Number one, make a time on a daily basis or a weekly basis for learning. It's not going to work if you said, okay, I'm going to learn. Okay, Sheikh Walid told us today to learn. I'm going to be inspired. It's not going to work. This mediocre type of, uh, you know, style, lifestyle is not going to work. But put a specific time. But once a day or a time, daily or weekly. And said, this is the time where I will dedicate. Either I read a book with a sheikh that like, I trust recommended for me, or I listen to someone online that I, can, I trust and it can benefit me, or I read a book that is recommended for me. So it doesn't matter what, whatever methodology or whatever means that you use, but make sure that you have a time on a weekly basis or a daily basis. Also, another thing that I will do, listen to a series of, it's one thing to listen to general talk here, general talk there. That's not going to build you. What's going to build you is something that is comprehensive. So for example, you might take 
you know, a, a book like Riyadh al-Salihin, to read the whole book, a book like the 40 Hadith al-Nawi, and you take an explanation for it by a sheikh that is trusted. Or there is a class here. I come and I attend class. A whole surah, a whole juz. I will read the whole entire tafsir al-Quran. You know, the tafsir al-Quran. Not just random lecture here about Quran, random lecture about tadabbur. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about someone who will build a good foundation in knowledge. You know, I want to learn, for example, a whole chapter in fiqh. You know, I take that, I listen to it, or I attend it. Or I read a book, if you are capable of reading a book that it itself explained. Also, one thing that I would recommend, that you make sure that every month a new book that you start. And it will be a good idea to have a book club in the masjid, or a community, or friends, or family. You know, it becomes something that it is important. That every month I introduce myself to a book. You can do audiobook. You know, you guys, I don't know about Birmingham, but in UK, a lot of people either stuck in traffic on the street, you know, or in the public transportation. You know what? Get some earpiece, put it in your ear, listen to something, a new book, audiobook. Reading is an incredible important thing to increase your knowledge. Number four. I would highly recommend that you attend a class. Pick one class at least in your local masjid here. Alhamdulillah, this masjid filled of weekly classes, daily classes, monthly program. Make sure that it's part of your program, part of who you are, part of your schedule. Also, final tip that I can give you. Make sure that you look for friends who will help you to increase your knowledge. You know, a group of people. When I was young, I remember one of the things that benefited me personally the most, that I grew up with people who love knowledge. You know, and none of my family are sheikh, or none of my family members are sheikh, or alim, or a scholar, or half a Quran, or anything like that. But I was surrounded myself with the young men at that time when I was young, who were very committed to learn. We will sit a book like Riyadh al-Salihin, we will read it hundreds of times. You know, and we will repeat it. A book like, you know, uh, even books in fiqh, we used to set like 10 of us, and it's like everybody read like 100 pages, then somebody else 100, and in one sitting we will be finishing three, 400 pages. You know, and just, just in one sitting. And that's the level of commitment and level of inspiration that we inspire each other. And we read the book and we said, hey, I, re- I listened to the whole explanation of this book, and I'm going to teach it to you guys. That's in high school. Then the other person, I read this, listened to this book, I attend this lecture as a sheikh, and I'm going to teach it to you guys. And when he teach me that, I know that he's not a mufti, but he's, I know that he's practiced what he learned. Oh, maybe you didn't understand that. There's this issue you need to be reviewed. And we grow together. You know, so that's something that you, not everybody can do that, but if you can find a friend like this, it will be great. If you can, your family, yaqeen. Whatever class that you take here, you listen online, come and tell people on your family. Sit your kids, your wife, your husband, and share with her the information that you learn. Or friends, you know, make a, a, a questionnaire about the book that you read and, and teach people. Anything that you can do to be able to observe this knowledge and to share it, something that you should try to do. So with these tips, I can guarantee if you do slowly, step by step, Next time, inshallah, maybe next year when I visit Greenland Master, I'll see a lot of people come and say, Sheikh, Jazakallah khair, you know what? I was able to finish the whole Quran, Tafsir al Quran. I never read Tafsir al Quran in my life. You know what, Sheikh? I never read like chapter on Sahih Bukhari. Now I did, and I listened to the explanation of it by Sheikh so and so. Just take your time and start. 
doesn't matter how old are you, how busy you are. Always there is a time for knowledge. And there is no time for excuses. So when you die and you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will be resurrected and gathered with the best of people, the people of knowledge. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those who their knowledge is for his sake. And we seek the knowledge that will benefit us in this dunya and the akhirah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَرْزُقْنَا وَيَاكُمُ الْفِقْحَ فِي الدِّينِ وَأَنْ يَغْفِرْ لَنَا ذُنُوبَنَا وَأَنْ يَرْحَمَنَا وَأَنْ يَرْفَعَ أَقْدَارَنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وتقصيرنا في حقك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام واغفر لنا وتحمل عنا ما قصرنا فيه في حقوق عبادك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم إن نسلك أن تتقبل صيامنا وقيامنا في رمضان وصدقاتنا وأعمالنا الصالحة وأن تبارك لنا فيها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إني أسألك بأسمائك الحسنى وصفاتك العلى أن تنزل رحمتك وبركتك على هذا المسجد وأهله هذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم أنزل رحمتك على جاليتنا في هذا البلد هذا الجلال والإكرام اهديهم واجعلهم مهديين اللهم إن نسألك أن تبارك في البلاد والعباد هذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم إن نسألك يا أرحم الراحمين أن تأيد نار الفتنة والحرب بين المسلمين وأن تجمع كريمتهم على الحق والهدى وأن تولي عليهم خيارهم وأن تصلح من وليته أمرهم ونسألك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام يا حي قيوم أن تغني فقراءنا وفقراء المسلمين وأن تشفي مرضانا ومرضاهم وأن ترحم موتانا وموتاهم وأن تبارك في أحيائنا وتغفر لوالدينا يا ذا الجلال والإكرام وأهلينا وأن تصلح ذرياتنا وأن تقينا وإياهم شر الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن وأن تمسكنا بالإسلام والسنة حتى نلقاك وأنت راض عنا يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد أكثر من الصلاة والسلام عليه في هذا اليوم المبارك Increase your salam, salam on the Prophet ﷺ in this blessed day as he ordered This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.